big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name's Marion Rose. And I'm Lael Stone. And we've been away for a little while. Well, now you haven't been away for a little while because you were back doing a podcast on your own the other day. Thank you so mm, much. Pleasure. Been away for a while. I've had various physical <laughs> symptoms of one kind or another and um, had various things going on. And we thought we might talk today about our own inner work because it's so vital and um I think sometimes you say this, well, don't mean that people sometimes say, oh, you know, we've got to this point. We don't do any, any, don't need to do any inner work or hardly at all. And yes, although there is less, there is still more. So There's still a lot <laughs> and it's still painful. <laughs> There's something about that, isn't there? We've been talking about that as well. I, I find the more. You know, it's like for me when I was younger, I was like oh, always processing and always in some kind of emotional pain. And because it's, it is rarer nowadays, it's kind of, it's, I find it very easy to get into the actually not, not going there. <laughs> like yes. Wanting to avoid it like, oh, really? Oh, no. No. Yes. <laughs> totally. Do you know what I liken it to? It's like, you know, when you're a kid and you kind of, you bounce, like you fall over and then you just kind of roll and get back upright or you fall off the swing and you're fine and you often get back up. Like you, you're very, you're bouncy on some level. Like it doesn't hurt as much yet when you're an adult and you fall over, like it really hurts and it's really hard and it feels really, really painful. Whereas when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, you know, there you go. I'm up, I'm back, I'm going. It's probably not a very good analogy, but what I'm getting to is... <laughs> it's often I think the more work we've done and sometimes the, the you know you you keep moving through layers and layers of stuff that when something does hit as you're saying it can feel like oh this feels really big exactly as you're saying I don't want to go there this feels confronting and this feels hard and I think what we wanted to touch in on this podcast is because You've been journeying some stuff through your body, Marion, and, and and me as well, and just, you know, layers of other stuff are coming up, particularly as we're expanding more with our work in the world and, and when we're putting stuff out there, you know, we, we have to kind of do the work to move through the limitations that we have or the, even sometimes the belief systems or just the spaces that turn up. And this is... I mean, this is parenting as well. When we have little bubbers, you know, we can move through so many different stories and themes, whether that's just about your loss of identity or about how you were as a baby or your place in the world as a parent. And then they become toddlers and then school age children and then teenagers. And through each phase, often we have some of our beautiful little sweet spots pop up around whatever age our kids at. So we are constantly a work in progress. And I, I love that you said that, Marion, that nobody has ever finished doing the work, I don't think. You know, no one's ever got to the point where like, okay, I'm done. Now I'll just live happily and blissfully over here. Don't have to deal with anything hard again. It's all fine. I don't, I don't believe that that's what happens. <laughs> I think we just keep growing and evolving. But it does get easier as we do it, hopefully. But I think it's really, you know, both of us, when we tune in with each other, how are you doing, what we're going on, we're like, oh, this feels hard and heavy right now and I just don't want to deal with any of it. I literally rang Mary and I just have to share, this thing came up for me and I just went, I'm not going back, I'm not going to do it. 
It's like, I know there's something there, but I'm not going to go back and I'm not going to go and help see this person who's helping me move it because it's just no. <laughs> so I was laughing at myself because I'm like, come on, Lael, <laughs> like you're just protecting yourself. But I was really surprised at my absolute gardenness and response because I'm usually happy to lean into lots of things and I was just watching myself go, oh, oh no, I don't want to go there. That feels uncomfortable and it made me feel deeply compassionate to clients and people I work with because I think sometimes you forget how feeling some of those big feelings from the past can feel challenging. So yeah, it's it's been humbling. What about for you, Marion? Where's it been sitting for you? Yeah, well, the way I think about it is like that whole outer work, inner work thing is that um, the more we're doing the outer work, and you know, for us at the moment, it tends to be more in terms of our our callings and our sharings of the world. But you know, often when it's young, young, we have younger children, it's more of you know the parenting, stretching, and growing that we're doing. Is that when we are the more we're doing the outer work, the more inner work we're called to do. And and I have a sense that it kind of needs to be somewhat balanced. And you know, so both of us, we're constantly attending to our inner worlds, aren't we? But when the outer work calls more, whether that's parenting or our callings, that is when we're really invited to up level that inner work. And that's what I really realised for myself after three lots of physical symptoms is that because I have been really moving out into the outer world more it's like I wasn't doing enough inner work so my body needed to go okay you're not doing enough (laughs) not in a harsh way but you know sweetheart you know we're really sorry to do this to you but we're going to really invite you to go deep and you know for me it's uh, as I've shared before it's always going back to my initial experience being born and being premature and being in an incubator and um, so two things that happened for me that 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 since started it all off is number one I started sharing more authentically again and and started getting lots of responses and lots of interest and that was one thing that the outer stretch and then I suddenly felt called to go and have a look at the um, someone I follow on Instagram and had seen that she'd had a premature baby and um just getting to see all the pictures of her baby every day and all the tubes and the tape and everything like that and I've I've done lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of inner work over 30 years listening to to all the different feelings and experiences I had as a as a newborn baby but that I haven't really ever gone there in terms of those those kind of experiences with the, the tape and the tubes so it just took me into really really deep 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 pain physical pain I had a tooth infection and deep emotional pain to the point that be about a week ago now wasn't it that I was just mm. crying crying I, I'd done so much crying and I phoned you up and I was just I was actually outside walking up and down as well supporting that to my body to release some feelings through movement and just crying and sobbing in such extreme physical and emotional pain you know that I, I really it's been huge it's been a huge 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 journey and um yeah, I'm still with those feelings not on such an extreme level but just the the deep pain and you know the the amazingness of our bodies that our bodies do hold mm. emotional pain and physical pain and things we've experienced you know and for me that's 54 years ago but you know whatever age we are our bodies mm. are wise and they hold on until we are ready to do that next piece of you know listening and we have more capacity and we have lovely friends and empathy buddies and we're parenting instructors to support us with that next level of healing but it's you know it's just really want to acknowledge you know like you said um 
can be really, really excruciatingly painful, this inner work. And, um, you know, I just think we all need lots of empathy for ourselves and for each other mm. when we do go to these deep and painful places in ourselves that perhaps we've never been to because, you know, our parents didn't have the knowledge or the capacity to be with us when we felt those uh, really painful things. Mm. I really hear that. Oh, lots of love to the little little baby part of you, Marion. It's interesting as you're talking, I'm thinking about how sometimes what comes up for me is if when an edge pops up, um, my thoughts, not they're not super loud, but they can go to, oh, God, haven't we done this? <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd dealt with this piece. And then there's like another layer of it and I go, oh, this is so boring. Come on. We've just, we've moved through this. And then I'm like, okay, what would compassion look like? <laughs> like I just say the things that I say to everyone, to myself and go, oh, compassion would be there's another piece here. It's just a part. It's just another part yes. that's ready to move from a deeper level. And I think it is, it's over the years, I used to be quite judgmental if something had come up and now I'm just like, oh yeah, there's another bit and that's okay. And we can do it. And, and I really, you know, for me probably and for you because your symptoms have been really physical and also I have had physical reactions as well, I've really observed in myself how good I have been at avoiding my body or avoiding feeling in my body because I can analyze anything. I am so good at being in my head, making sense of something, understanding it, you know, just I'm really, really good at doing that. And so I kind of was really brought to my knees a bit in the last week because I was like, oh, you actually have to let it move through your body. Like you, it's 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 both parts, you know, we've got to feel it because we always talk about feel the feelings. Don't just analyze them and, you know, get into your head around it. Like what is the part of the feeling as well? And I just observed within myself again how good I'd gotten, that's probably terrible English, how well I had done at avoiding that and how important it is still. And I, I really literally had to go back to the beginning again to say you just have to keep breathing and you have to keep feeling it and it will pass and let's give it love and let's give it compassion and let's give it understanding and thank it for being here and, and it's okay to let it go. And I really feel like I've had to go back again to be like, oh, okay, remember, remember that piece as well. And um, when I did, it, it did move and it did shift and there's still more to do, but it was a beautiful reminder actually about um, our beautiful bodies and what they hold and what they store and what they carry and um, how if we ignore them, they often get louder and louder uh, with, with what they're trying to tell us. And so when we can tune in, we can listen, then it can make such a massive difference. And, of course, it's also you know, then connected to our capacity to, you know, what we shift and and feel and move is also so deeply, you know, connected to our capacity to hold for our children or for perhaps our partners or for others or how we put ourselves out in the world as we've talked about. So I think there's so many beautiful messages that come from the body and from leaning into the pain and the stories and being curious about it to and, and coming to it with that understanding of, Ah, you're just a messenger. You're here to show me another piece. And can I meet that with compassion and kindness and love and not judgment and just be with it and and you know, welcome it for it to move. And I, I would love to say to people, sometimes it can feel big and deep and dramatic and and huge. And then others times it's not. And there's no right way to do it. 
there's no right way to do it. You know, like it's, you might feel it and observe it and, and might need to have really, really big cries. You might need to have a big scream or yell. You might need to do it in some other way. There is no right way to do it. The right way is what feels right for you as you feel into whatever is there, as you feel into your body or you lean into the painful feelings that may be popping up. It's trusting what you need to do for you to process whatever's present. Mm, so powerful, isn't it? Really deeply trusting ourselves, trusting our bodies, trusting what's being called to do. And you know, I so resonate with what you said about the the presence of really that's one thing I'm incredibly grateful for from these symptoms is really just absolutely needing to be deeply present in my body and slow right down and um, really deeply connects me with such tender compassion for others whereas sometimes I can get a little bit busy and yeah feel compassionate but not like that oh I really really (laughs) see you hear you like that deep tender compassion for for other humans which it just deepens that, doesn't it? And you know, I'm incredibly grateful for that mm. deepening presence. And actually, what it's so that's the point I was going to get to as well is that it's also helped me see how, in really subtle ways, um, you know, we talk about a lot about suppression and dissociation. That I really notice that when I'm like this, it's like there are, you know, I'm I'm creating this course at the moment, and there are moments where I'm waiting for something to upload. And normally, I might just go, oh, I just quickly pick up my phone and you know see if there's any messages, or go and get a quick snack. And really, just seeing how it, in lots of subtle ways, I'm actually not being as present as I'm am now. And that that wonder and beauty of like, oh, I actually don't feel cool to go and get another handful of dried apricots because actually I'm just here with my body and mm. and with the sadness that is here and you know I think that's the core of aware parenting isn't it that we live in a culture that is very very uncomfortable with all feelings with the body with feelings with sensations it's set up to train us to dissociate and suppress feelings right from day dot and it's a big thing when we're called to do something different and you know, to be really compassionate with ourselves for all the times we are dissociating and suppressing and with the coffee and the chocolate and the Instagram and all the things and the gift that's always there even just for you know a few moments to to feel in and be present and actually feel what we're really feeling and um, ideally then we won't need so much to have other outer things come and invite us to do that inner work because we're doing it more just on an ongoing basis. Yeah, I I really love that. I noticed that in myself too. Like I'm just, no, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to check out. (laughs) I'm going to find something else. And I make myself busy or for a while there my default was I'll just help someone else. I'll just just help help somebody else who needs help who needs some counseling who needs who needs some words like I just I watch myself go right I'll go help someone else and then I don't have to feel myself where really I need to help myself it's good strategy uh I I think it is it's it's so much just we we run so fast from these things that are really hard and and I think the older I get the more I'm learning to just turn towards it and say okay I'm here tell me what do you need? And, you know, my history shows me that when I do lean in and I do turn around and I meet it with 
my own sense of inner safety and compassion, then it actually moves quite quickly. Like I don't, it, whereas when I just keep avoiding it, it just lingers. It's like tapping on the window going, I'm here, I'm still here. Are you going to deal with me or not? And then sometimes we have some big thing happen that makes us go, oh, okay, now I need to lean in. So I I love the self-awareness around it that is actually what it's asking us to do, as you say, be present, see what's there, just lean in and feel. And exactly as you say, we've, we've been so conditioned not to feel at, and not to express that it takes a lot of undoing to actually do it. And I think that's also a really beautiful thing to remind ourselves as parents that when we have a hard time listening to our kids' feelings or it feels really big for us that we are still learning how to navigate our own and we are still undoing a whole lot of our own stories and that can feel very big turning up for our kids and holding space but as we both know the more work you do on yourself the greater capacity you have to be with your children's feelings to meet them wherever they're at to sit in that place and that presence with them it comes from us doing our own work and that for me is one of the greatest gifts it's always something I say is one of the greatest gifts we can give our children is to do our own work is to lean into those places to feel the things that perhaps we weren't safe to feel when we were younger, to shift and change them, to be curious always around our reactions and our responses because the more we can own our stories and do our work, the less we unconsciously place on their shoulders to carry and then often the less they have to push back against us around the stories they don't want. So it's it's a gift but it, but it takes, you know, sometimes it takes courage and sometimes it takes a few goes before we lean in to say, okay, I'm here and I'm listening. Yeah, it's it's so easy, isn't it? I hear from lots of parents, I'm sure you do too, is putting so much focus on their parenting so beautifully and I want to acknowledge everybody and wanting to be present with their children's feelings. However, if we are really, if we've got some big feelings sitting under the surface that are wanting to be heard and we're mildly dissociating all over the place or suppressing those feelings, then our children feel that, like we're not really very connected with ourselves. They'll feel that and they'll often, you know, they're so wise, they will wait, they will wait for us to actually get more connected back in with ourselves and our feelings and our bodies. And then once we've done that, then they will be ready to go, ah, okay, now, you know, mum or dad is back more present again and available. And, you know, I think we can so often focus on what can I do to help them rather than we are as parents this emotional environment of presence and the more we attend to ourselves the more that that loving environment is naturally there like that you know as we know from aware parenting they know intuitively how to heal from stress and trauma they know how to express their feelings it's generally us that unfortunately like getting in the way so the more we attend to ourselves and our own emotional worlds the more present we become the more naturally they're able to bring their feelings to us and uh, you know suppress and dissociate less and less need to go into aggression or agitation because they you know they can feel that ah yeah mum or dad or you know whoever the parent is is here present available Mm. so again it's you know not 
as you know about us it's all about the compassion it's not about being oh gosh i should go and do more inner work so my child will cry no 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 but seeing that as an invitation sometimes that can be helpful sometimes it's helpful to have an extra context isn't it it's like mm-hmm. you know like you were saying is that if we have um some inner work calling us and we're a bit like oh i really don't want to and we can be empathic with that and like, i know i know you really don't want to sweetheart but when we understand that it's not only going to help us but it is going to help our children it's going to help the people we're with then that sometimes can be that extra step to make us be really willing to go, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to feel, I'm going to have the support, I'm going to listen, I'm going to express. Mm. I really, as you were talking there, I'm, I'm thinking about just in my parenting journey and maybe it's because it's, I remember, it's it's not as far as away when my kids were little but the teenage years for me, it, Um, mirrored back so much healing stuff I had to do as in my kids when they went through the teenage years so when they started going through puberty and starting high school and doing all these things that are really normal teenage behaviors I remember feeling like a level of terror (laughs) kind of rising with me because I was like oh my god they're gonna do these things that I did and I don't want that to happen to them and I really it was so in my face more so than when they were little and I think because there were so many parts of my teenage years where I just did shut down or I was so in the good girl wanting everyone to like me or those kind of things that of course it was going to be right up in my face with my beautiful kids who were just doing exactly what they needed to but boy, it felt really confronting having watching them do their thing. And and the way that it turned out, you know, in the beginning is I, instead of looking at my own story, what I would do is kind of try and control theirs. <laughs> and so if I could control their story and, and make it so that they don't have to do what I did, the hard bits, then it'll all be fine. But of course, my kids were like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> like, step back. And so I began to see pretty quickly well, if I keep going like that, they are going to push back hard and then at that connection is going to really be ruptured there. And really what it was asking me to do is let's look at 13-year-old you. Let's look at 15-year-old you. Let's look at those places where there were times where you weren't heard and you didn't get your needs met and you felt really lost and alone and all those things. It was really big. I had to do so much teenage work on myself in order to be able to sit in a place where my kids were going through those teen years where – I could really sit there and trust their journey and actually sit in a place where whatever did go on for them, I could feel pretty neutral and grounded around it. But until it wasn't until I really lent into doing some more of my own stuff that it helped shift what was there for me. So I found that my kids have been the best reflection of what, what stories need to be moved. And as we mentioned too, and each time, we go out in the world more, we or you or I or myself go out in the world more from a work perspective, then the next level comes up of, oh, God, more people are going to hear what I've got to say and then I could be judged more or this might happen or that might happen and that's been the big expander as well. So for me it's been those two things in a huge way, just watching my children move through those different phases of life and work have been for me where the biggest sweet spots. For other people it can be their relationship for other people, it can just be the physical body is, you know, speaks a story and that's where it comes up. It can turn up in the workplace. That may be where that piece is. It might be around money and finances and work or, you know, whatever. We've all got different places where 
it's sometimes going to activate what those stories are. And for me, definitely my children and their mirrored reflection of whatever was going on in their worlds were were pretty big for me. <laughs> they're my gorgeous spots. Part of me now that they're adults is like, okay, are we done? Are we done with that? I feel like mostly we are. I've still got a 14-year-old, though. She's doing her own thing. But, um, yeah, now it's turning up in other places. But, yeah, it's, you know, oh God, we've got to be so kind to ourselves, don't we? So kind. So deeply compassionate, yeah. And let alone, you know, what's been going on in the world the last two and a half years or so. You know, there's been so many big changes and challenges and all kinds of things for, you know, most people. So there's also that whole layer on the top there as well that we're all going to the majority of us are going to have feelings to express at various times around you know whatever happened for each of us and so i just think we can really easily i i just think in general we can really easily underestimate how many feelings we have and we talk about this all the time now don't we that how how much as a culture even within aware parenting how easy it is to underestimate how many big feelings all children and all babies have we did an episode on big feelings some while ago um you know parents often come and say you know but my child's got really big feelings but you know the reason we think that is unusual is because of this whole suppression and dissociation that happens so we, th we think it's unusual whereas it's actually normal it's natural it's healthy um and the same for us as adults you know to, for having that regular 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 time to actually listen into our feelings and I think that's what I realized as well as I'd I've been doing less you know we've been connecting in less loud and so again it's a bit like whether that's with our child doing things like regular non-directive child-centered play as a preventative and if you're new to this work that's really where we basically just have regular chunks of time where we really give them our full presence and our full attention and often that's really powerful not only to meet their needs for connection but if they have big feelings or any feelings, those will often show up around those times. And if we're doing that um, on an ongoing basis, that can be like a preventative. And it's the same with us as adults. You know, that's why we talk about empathy buddies or listening partnerships or, you know, having your own therapy or where parenting instructor. Because if on an ongoing basis we're getting to express our feelings, that often means, again, they don't accumulate, or well, they're already accumulated, but you know, they don't get to the point where we need to have some kind of um, physical symptom or kind of outburst or something because we're just getting to express those in a, on a day-to-day -day basis. So I really think just for all of us, I think we all, the majority of us need more, you know, more opportunities for ongoing listening because the more we get to be, just have that loving presence of someone listening to our feelings and us getting to speak and express yeah, the less likely that those feelings get to a point where we do feel overwhelmed or flooded or um, sick <laughs> mm, yes totally uh, I agree with you that's so much of it isn't it is that the more we can support ourselves exactly I love the parallels the more we connect and play with our children and hold space for them and and fill up their cup and and the more we can you know meet their needs the less those big accumulated feelings and I love how you say it. it's exactly the same for us the more we support ourselves physically emotionally spiritually psychologically the more we get opportunities to be heard the less we are going to have to do those more painful things it is it's it is so sometimes poetic to look at how we will run and hide from what's present no no I'm not listening I'm not listening I'm not listening and then all of a sudden we're like oh god okay Let's 
let's lean in and yeah it's always it's it's often a bit more gentle if we don't have to wait for it to hit us sideways or you know take up in our bodies for sure so yes i agree all those beautiful things help us it's that gorgeous maintenance on some level it's a hardware maintenance but it's the beautiful self-work and self-care and commitment to that that then can make it easier to transverse whatever we're going through and i must admit to the the older I get and the longer I've been doing this work, the easier it is when it when I do finally go, okay, come on, let's dance. When we when I finally do, it moves pretty quickly. Like it doesn't have to feel so hard. So, you know, the it, it does get easier as we do it. But um yeah, it's it's I just love how clever we are at trying to avoid <laughs> what we're feeling. We're we're very good at it. Yeah. But wouldn't it be wonderful? I still like to dream about the world where we live in, you know, large community gatherings and where everyone is 100% comfortable with feelings at all times, every single feeling from rage to deep sadness to overwhelm to fear. And at any point in time, we could just be sitting down on a on a log. I don't know why it's on a log. It could be a chair. It could be on <laughs> a, it could be a cushion. Could be, and we just turn around and just say, you know, how are you, sweetheart? And uh, or, you know, we turn around and say, oh, I'm feeling really sad right now. And the person would just put their arm around us and, uh, you know, put their hand in the center of our bank and say, I hear you, sweetheart. I hear that you're sad. Like, if we all had that, if we lived in that kind of environment, which I think you and I is what we're, you know, we're here to, to support coming into the world, it would be entirely different, you know, mm. if we just lived in that sea of presence of compassion of deep unconditional love for all feelings and seeing that all feelings are normal and natural and um well i'd like to say you know guilt and shame all those ones are different but we won't go into that now but just you know that anyone at any time could be with us and we could be with them and gosh we would live in a completely well utterly different world because we wouldn't all need to be running around suppressing and dissociating with you know busyness and buying stuff and doing mm. all the things that we do there would be there would be no aggression and wars and you know we could all sing love songs <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm still gonna dream lael i'm still gonna dream. that's okay you can keep dreaming about that that's good you know, i just I... say one more thing and i want to say yeah. one more thing the re the reason i like to say that is is not that I'm saying it will happen, but you know, some version it might do, but that to actually really look at the difference between sometimes I think what it helps us do is actually really see the reality of what most of us live in day to day, which is yes. most of us don't live with, or maybe we do live with one person, but we don't have a, a big community of people who are completely present with their feelings and able to be present with ours and you know, it's, that... it's exact when you were talking about your utopian fantasy which is yes. beautiful um, <laughs> i was literally just going wow there's some people who don't even have one person to turn to who could yes. listen to them yes. and that's often what we see sometimes when people set up listening partnerships or an empathy buddy or something like that it's they actually don't have anyone in their immediate circle and sometimes it's a stranger who perhaps understands this, that gives them more empathy and compassion. And I often find this actually in when I run my immersion groups, you know, I have 20, 30 strangers come together and the empathy and compassion they give to each other is so beautiful. And these are all complete strangers. And people will often say, I have felt more love and compassion and understanding from this group of strangers who see each other's faces on Zoom than I have in my life. And and I think that is that's quite startling for some people because they really 
realize that um, perhaps there isn't a community or people around them that can actually really listen in that way. And I think that can feel sad. And and I want to say to anyone who's sitting there going, yeah, that's me. Well, there is possibility out there, right? And sometimes it starts with a listening group or sometimes it starts with connecting with strangers, sometimes even online who also understand and get this that can model what that looks like. And, of course, the more that we do it for ourselves and the more that we know that we are worthy of that then that actually can reflect to our outer world as well and we can often connect with others i mean for many people their family of origin isn't a safe place to go for big feelings and emotions and yet sometimes we keep looking and hoping it'll be different and then we feel very disappointed when it's not and you know there's that beautiful saying of go where the love is not where it isn't and sometimes for that empathy and compassion and understanding we actually have to look outside of that immediate circle to then build another one so that we can be met in that way but I do I'd love actually what your vision was Marion because it really did help me see exactly as you said wow there's the contrast of that is that we don't do that enough in our world at all and and that's what we need to do and the beautiful thing about raising our kids with with where parenting is that that becomes their default and then they attract other people who also feel like that and, you know, they spread more of that out into the world. So even if you're just doing it in your own family, then you're making a difference right now. Mm, I received some lovely messages even just this week, like one person sharing that her her child was was saying to, like, the trees and nature, I love you and I'm here and I'm listening. <laughs> And I welcome all your feelings. And you now we hear that all the time, don't we, from parents mm. uh, saying that their children offer them empathy, or their children yes. offer each other empathy, or their children yes. offer other children empathy. Mm. You know, just it, it really does spread in such amazing ways. This. Mm beautiful love and compassion for feeling so yeah. we want to thank you for all that you're doing and even just listening to our podcast and and you know the, the ripples that get sent out into the world in just more compassion for our normal natural beautiful feelings and for our bodies and mm. just for the, the wonderfulness of being a human yes 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 so we always love to I guess just give you an offering as we finish or, you know, I hope firstly, well, from what this podcast is, is that it just helps you know that you're completely normal if you've got lots of stuff going on <laughs> because we all do. So I hope it just helps you go, yeah, okay, yep, good. I'm totally, yep, there's stuff and it's normal and it's okay and I can turn around and lean into it and and thank it and and then ask for support in some way if I need or some listening to move it because it just wants to be seen and heard and and then we can and then it can move. Um, so I hope that it's given you firstly permission to go, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. We've all got stories, we've all got stuff there. And to lean in is sometimes the most you know, challenging but really most beautiful thing we can do. So I hope that firstly gives you a lot of permission to do that. What would you love to offer people, Marion, as a thought? I would love to say I welcome all your feelings. We welcome all your feelings and we're right here with you and we're sending you lots of love and we invite you to refrain from judging yourself. And if you if you would like to and you've got some feelings right now and you'd like some support, maybe you'd like to put one hand on your forehead and the other hand round your belly and just to just even for a few seconds, just to really receive that. We're here with you. We're listening. 
and you're not on your own with this. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, we're, you know, we're all doing the work and some in very, very small ways and some in other in big ways and, and you know, I think it's really powerful. Not only is it a gift to yourself when we lean in and do this, but it's also a gift to your beautiful children. So we invite you to be courageous and brave and lean in and ask for support. There's a lot of support out there. So ask for support, lean in because it's powerful and it actually every bit of work that we do is going to bring you closer to being the authentic amazing person that you are and that's who the world needs so we invite you to jump not jump in that's what I do I jump in but you can just you know tiptoe in if you want to <laughs> go gently go gently Mm. And if you are looking for an empathy buddy or listening partner, there is a free Facebook group that our lovely colleague Carolina has set up some years ago. Um, what's it called? Listening, we're parenting. Uh, we're parenting listening partnerships. I think it's called. Yeah. So, uh, invite to to um, reach out there, and incredibly powerful to have someone listen lovingly mm. to you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening as always and sharing our podcast. We hope it um, it has resonated and landed with you. Is there anything you want to share about when, any of your offerings, Marion? do want to share that this, because I've been saying for weeks, it's nearly coming. My new Aware Parenting signature course has been, I've been creating it through this whole time and it's going to be out any day now and I'm really excited about it. So keep an eye out if you're um, interested. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. What about you, lovely? Uh, I have a new immersion starting on the 5th of September, which I've got a big waiting list for, but I'm going to have a few spots left. So if anybody's interested, that's my next eight-round course. Um, I think that's it at oh. the moment. Yes, I'm sure there's more new beautiful things bubbling away that we will be sharing soon. Um, but, yeah, that's that's it for now. Mm. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for being here. Thanks again for all your shares and your likes. And we really, really do appreciate all the support and love that we get for our beautiful, humble little podcast. Uh, makes us very happy receiving all your messages. So thanks again, everybody, for um, for all your beautiful support. Mm, and so much love to you. Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.